listening around the clock. And your time to be heard is right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. All right. Um, so Joe Rogan is in the crosshairs. Joe Rogan is in the crosshairs of everybody. I I have been a fan of Joe Rogan for a number of years. Um Never been a fan of like his comedy or anything like that. Not, not like comedian, but I've been. You know, I've watched him on TV. Mm-hmm. I've seen him on Chappelle's show. He's like one of those guys you see on TV, or whatever. And then uh, I started watching his podcast. And one of the things I love about his podcast is that he he has brought in so many different people for so many intellectual conversations. Um, and I don't take anything he says for gospel. It's just like, hey, we're just having a conversation. Let me dig in. That's where I found out about Graham Hancock, Jordan Peterson, uh, Russell, uh, Randall Carlson. Through his podcast? Um, through his podcast. Oh, wow. uh, nutritionist I found out about through, mm-hmm. through him. I'm not a big fan of the MMA people or when he has comedians on there. You know, it's okay. I, I really like the intellectual. It's almost like a like the Joe Rogan University to where you get these lectures, mm-hmm. you know, these long conversations of debate and just talking and, and someone raising awareness. I never, like take it as gold i just you know i may i may see somebody like jordan peterson on his show and then I'm, i'll start researching jordan peterson like i do i do think it's interesting that he has such a faithful audience when his content is so long form but because, that tells you how good it is yeah because most people after 30 45 minutes they're done they can't focus That's but his true. conversations are what sometimes three four hours three, long i've sat at the computer and watched a conversation hit listen listen i mean there's nothing to watch it's just two people having a conversation but i've sat there for two three hours uh, while he's talked to a bunch of people well, what is wow what is the appeal is it that he has a novel approach to no, things no no it's just a, it's just an, it's like what we do here we're just having an authentic conversation it's not Nobody's trying to be, I know it all. He's just asking intriguing questions. It's a thirst for knowledge. Mm. So you have a scholar or an academic that comes in, like a Jordan Peterson, that talks about, you know, maybe current topics uh, about things. And then and then they get, it's really more about the guest. The guest gives you this insightful, different perspective that you may not have had. Um, or Graham Hancock, which talks about how, you know, there was an ancient civilization here on this earth um, that we don't remember because of uh, a catastrophic event that's happened to the earth or around Carlson who talks about this sort of kind of the same thing. And, and they go through evidence about that, you know, um, you know, or, or just just interesting people. Dave Chappelle's been on the show uh, along with uh, Ashley Larry. Uh, How did you find out about Joe Rogan? Though? I, that's I'm just I'm on YouTube a lot. all the time. Yeah. He just popped up. Yeah, I'm on YouTube. A lot because of this show. So I'm con- it's one of the greatest resources for radio because um, although the algorithm is, is janky to a certain extent, but it, it, people anybody can put anything up there and it gives me access to perspectives, contents, and it helps me curate a conversation. Right. You know, you listen to somebody and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting take. I never thought about that. And you start digging in and doing more research on the subject. And then it's something that I think the audience would like. Oh, yeah. God. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's kind of where it goes. And it's I never look at Joe Rogan and be like, it's the gospel. It's just like, oh, he brought this interesting person. Let me find out more about her. Like, he brought this one nutritionist on and and I went to her YouTube page, and she has, she she she's um, tells you how to make a macronutrient shake, and some of the stuff gets very technical to where you're like, I don't I don't understand this, but I'm like, oh she she this is how this nutritionist makes a morning shake for her morning routine. Let me try that. Let me see if it works for me. Let me see if it feels any better. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's stuff like that. Um, doing this radio show over the ten plus years, uh, I'm sorry, over the twenty something years I've been on the radio. I've said stupid things. I've done stupid things. 
I mean, I, I remember I once challenged a person to a fight when I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh. They called the request line and, and started talking crap to me. And I, and I was like, well, come bring yourself up to the oh, radio face. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Right? And I mean, this is going out over a wide swath of Oklahoma. You know what I'm oh saying? Gosh. But I didn't know no better. But you do things like that. You say things like that. You're. This is an art form that you have to be, that you have to do. Like when they put comedians on the radio, they're not good. And the reason they're not good because... There is timing here, there's wit here, and there is, I got to keep the conversation moving because it's radio, you know what I'm saying? People are listening to you while they're driving or whatever, and you want to keep them constantly stimulated. And so there's an art form that you learn over the years. And I think Joe Rogan, when he first started doing his podcast, was trying to be a comedian on the podcast. And I think over the course of, uh, of, of his shows have evolved into this person having these intellectual conversations so i have an understanding of why he was using the n-word in the context he was using it in thinking let's talk about it let's be a little provocative let's say the n-word but let's not use it in a racial slur um being a comedian a lot of comedians think you can make um fun of everybody but the n-word is triggering for a lot of people yeah. and i believe that you should be able to talk about it and have a conversation about it but but can't you do it the way that you just said? You just said right. the N-word. You so didn't the, say the word. Right, exactly. So the intellect in me says you should be able to say the word in the context of, that, that you says. But the person who has been doing this for a number of years understands that there are certain words that you can say on the radio or on TV or in life, period, that will trigger somebody that they won't hear anything you say after that. Exactly. You know, And so... Uh, so I, I, so for me, I would, I, although I would want to be able to say the actual word, I think just for the sake of trying to get your message and your and and your conversation out, you have to understand that you can trigger people and that they may not be in the space that you're in, and that they may not be able to hear anything. So I, it's see, like I rape. would want to ask. I always ask people, why do you want to say it so bad? So you tell me you want to talk about the word. Okay, so you can just say the word. N-word. Why is it so important to you to think, be able yeah. to say the word? I think there's a little bit of being... So that word, when you say the, the actual N-word, it captivates people's ears because it's not something that's thrown around every single day uh, in, in, in the vernacular of Americans, unless they're coming from a racist standpoint. Or listening to music. Or listening or listening to music. You know, you're absolutely right. So there's a point of being a little bit provocative. There's a point of a little bit, let's, let's discuss this. I'm a white man saying it. That there's a there's a piece of that there, you know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm not saying it in a racist way. See, that's my point, right? Because he's clearly, tr to, in my opinion, trying to be provocative. So if you're trying to be provocative and you know that this word has a lot of tension attached to it, why are you going to be surprised at the at, at the backlash? Well, you I, I, what use I that think word knowing the weight that it holds. There's a thing though that where he was in the beginning of his podcasting career thousands of shows ago is not where he is today in life i mean there's a learn you can't negate the fact that from show one to show i don't know 2000 and these are these are hours upon hours upon hours of conversations that he hasn't grow he hasn't grown and learned through not, not only the people that have come on to his show but through him doing what he's been doing of having a conversation See, i have no context for when he said it do you when was it, that, it, that it, it? just looking at the video it's way it's a long time ago mm. and it's, he, it's it's old it, like he's been doing this podcast i think for 12 something years oh listen we'll continue these conversations oh. kbla talk fifteen eighty. Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk 1580 on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all-new KBLA Talk 1580 app on your smartphone. On your smartphone. Carry the combo wherever you
go. And keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. voice. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. KBLA Talk 1580. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lumert Park, USA. The heart of Lumert Park, USA. We're listening and the convo continues right now. All right, so we're talking about Joe Rogan, who has issued a, an apology for saying the N word. And we were talking, what were we talking about before we. So um, you guys were talking about why he would use the word. And, you yeah. know, this is my question. First of all, before we end this, I really want to know when you invited that guy to come up to the station and you said you were going to beat him up, did he actually come to the station? I'm dying to know because you didn't finish no. that story. He didn't come? No. It was just people calling the DJ messing with. Like, I don't. He, first of all, he, he, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right. So the <laughs> it's not as like condensed and people, it's spread out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like. We're in Lamert Park, and you know, if LA is kind of like it's somewhat dense and crowded to where you can move around like that. That's, yeah, it's just it was a different type of situation. He could have been calling from like a place called Broken Arrow or uh, Oklahoma City. You got to be careful and watch your back though, because Charlemagne did get beat up outside the studio. Yeah, you saw yes. that movie Talk yeah. Radio. Yes, somebody yes. got killed. Somebody, yes, yes. Charlemagne. <laughs> Char- yeah, but there is a difference between New York City and LA compared to Tulsa, Oklahoma, when it comes to these things. But yes, you know, uh, and then this was pre capture these things on video i think they were trying to embarrass charlemagne on video because they were recording it and stuff like that so yes but this oh. is you know this is like 97 okay That's well i'm crazy. glad you didn't you didn't get in a fight no, or no, beat no, up no, or no. anything like that no. but it's see, very uncouth of me to do that now i'm i don't really know the. i think there are rules on youtube you can you can say these types of things i'm assuming so joe rogan because i i'm only familiar with him in podcast form he never had a radio show right never no, no. okay because i was just gonna say i've worked with a lot of people in radio i can only speak on radio Mm -hmm. and we've talked about a lot of controversial things and these people were established uh they could get away with a lot and we always talked about race stuff and they always avoided using they didn't even want to say the n-word they would just i mean i'm just saying the word the n-word they just said you know the horrible word that people have used to depict black people they never even went there and that's my mind just can't wrap around any white person who has that type of platform thinking it's okay to even just say that word even if they're just reading news or reporting something i just think it should be off limits. i I, I think i think in his his defense i think what he was using it was in the context of a conversation about the n-word um i don't think he was using i think that he was justifying it um by by saying I'm not using it as a racial slur, I'm using it as talking about a conversation about it. Well, how come you just didn't say you know that word, that mm-hmm. word we should not use, and I'm, just say don't even say you know a, he's use it com- at all? Because he's a comedian. You also got to understand yeah. his mindset. Comedians talk about uh, things that most people will not mention. They're politically incorrect. You know, you go to a comedy room, they can get away with saying a That's lot of true. stuff. And so, you know, you got to understand when you when you got a mic in front of you and you got your bunch of comedians, like I think Joey Diaz was one of, uh, who's another comedian, was on the podcast and they, and they were talking about these things. You know, you got a bunch of comedians in the room. You're not thinking and then you don't understand working working on the radio or working on a platform where you have to be clean. 
you know, on a consistent basis. You just work in comedy rooms, and now you've got this YouTube thing. You just you think it's a free-for-all. You don't really understand the reper- repercussions because there probably have been none. Mm-hmm. And then you know in your heart you're probably not racist at that. Like, why would anybody confuse me like confuse me for being racist? But here it is, and I want to know who has it out for Spotify and Joe Rogan because somebody went through all of his tape and yeah. compiled him using the N-words and turned it into a compilation. That See, is, they that made is, it sound like that was all one episode. No, no, that's many, many, many different episodes of uh, of him using the N word. In and and I don't and, know if and, that makes it better or worse. I think it makes it worse for me. It makes it worse <laughs> that it's lots of different. Yes, different right. Notes. But I mean, but yeah. even if you listen to it, it does. It, 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 they cut. The, they're taking him out of context, and that's the problem of why. This is what you, a seasoned broadcaster, would know. You have to be very careful about how you say things and what you say because somebody will years down the line can use this as ammunition to hurt well, you. Well, here, yeah. even in context, though, there are certain words like calling a gay person the F word. Whether you have the context or not, shouldn't you just not say the word? Like, you I don't mean, need the people, context to know gay don't people say it all the, the time. Yeah, but that's not, like, I would never use that word. Like, whether it was relevant to the conversation or not, there are just some words you shouldn't use. Well, you know, Joe Joe issued an apology for this, and this is the second time he's apologized. And I, and I really want to think that somebody's really trying to hurt Spotify here. I think that somebody's really trying to hurt Spotify. I don't know who. A competitor, maybe? A competitor or somebody who wants to short the stock or somebody who uh, has a rival platform. Like, because this is to go through every episode and try to find him saying the N-word and put it online in a compilation is a lot of work. Of course it is. You have to shift through hours of tape, and you don't even know what episode he said X, Y, and Z in. Where did somebody even come up with this tape at? Yeah. What are you waiting on? So there's bigger there's bigger things that I play, but 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 you know, it is what it is. But you know, Joe, his apology was very interesting because he says, Listen, anytime you gotta defend yourself saying the N word, it's not a good day. Well you have to say, I'm not racist. You fucked up. And I clearly have fucked up. And that's my intention to express myself in this video. To say there's nothing I can do to take that back. I wish I could. Obviously that's not possible. I do hope that if anything, that this can be a teachable moment. Because I never thought it would ever be taken out of context and put in a video like that. And now that it is, holy shit, it looks bad. And it, it's part of also me doing this podcast for thousands of hours, thousands of episodes, over 12 years. I've said a lot of fucking stupid shit, which is fine when you're talking about most things, but not when you're talking about race. It's a fucking idiotic thing to say. And I was just trying to be entertaining. I certainly wasn't trying to be racist. And I certainly would never want to offend someone for entertainment with something as stupid as racism. My hope is that, look, I can't go back in time and change what I've said. I wish I could. Obviously, that's not possible. But I do hope that this can be a teachable moment for anybody that doesn't realize how offensive that word can be coming out of a white person's mouth in context or out of context. My sincere and humble apologies. I wish there was more that I could say, but all of this is just me talking from the bottom of my heart. It makes me sick watching that video. Yeah, because pro- hopefully yeah. at least some of you will accept this and understand where I'm coming from. He probably feels my horrible apologies. About it. 
and much love. My <laughs> sincere, yeah. All right, Joe, shut up. I know. Come on, Joe. We get it. it no, listen. He probably feels bad because, like, man, how stupid could I have been? Or I'm like, I'm not even that same person. He's older. Sounded sincere. Uh, you know, sometimes we can tell something's fake. To me, to me, I don't even know the guy. I don't even listen to him. It did sound sincere. Well, the people that a lot of people have come out to defend him because anybody who's watched and listened to his podcast knows that that's not what he does, you know. And and this is very old tape of him coming out. Um, Spotify has called out uh, Joe Rogan's comments. Uh, they called him incredibly hurtful, um, but they're holding firm. They say he still got a place on the on the platform. Um, Spotify CEO Daniel Ek wrote in a memo to staff saying, "There are no words I can say to adequately convey how deeply I am." I am for the way the Joe Rogan experience controversy continues to impact each of you. Uh, he then goes on to say, um, not only are some of Joe Rogan's comments incredibly hurtful, I want you to, to want to make it clear they do not represent the values of this company. I know this situation leaves many of you feeling drained, frustrated, unheard. Um, he, he then goes on and says, listen, while I strongly condemn what Joe has said, I agree with his decision to remove past episodes from our platform. I realize some of you want more. Um, and I want to make one point clear. I do not believe in that silencing Joe is the answer. We should have clear lines around content and take action when they are crossed, but canceling voices is a slippery slope because then are you going to cancel every rap song that uses the N-word? Like, where does mm -hmm. it stop? And they use it in a, in a whole other context. You know, they don't use the derogatory slang also. They use it, they use it more so as... I don't know. The N word is like one of those words that means so many different things depending on how you're using it. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and then who's using it at the same time too? It could be meant as a disrespect. It could be meant as a term of endearment. It could be meant as uh, an exclamation point. I mean, it's just it's just it's depending on who's using it and in the context that they're using it. it, it the word is, has morphed from just being just a racial slur into some some. Um, some just, you know, magical word that can just move around. If they are going after Joe Rogan, then they would have to go after, I'm not talking about just Spotify, I'm yeah. just talking about comedians, Howard Stern, because he used that word several times. They're already going after Howard Stern. They brought that up in the news today saying, oh, and, but he's addressed it before. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's addressed it before, yeah. And, and you know. me personally, you know how I feel about Howard Stern. Yeah. I did not find, I, I think he was more embarrassed than anything, but I felt, to me, Joe Rogan sounded a more uh, authentic, like more sincere than Stern. Stern was just kind of like, I got to do the right thing. Well, well, I think Stern has said, listen, I don't recognize the person that I was years ago. Uh -huh. I was just horny, uh, hopped up guy trying to be provocative and, and trying to do things, which I listen, you know, it, it took him going through that to, to evolve into who he is today, which, which is, I don't know who that is. I mean, I, nobody knows. <laughs> I was listening to the show today. I'm like, why? What's up with all the gay stuff? Like, can we stop with the gay stuff? Please. Yeah, I'm wondering. You know, the show is, and he says, listen, people don't like how I've changed the show and it's gotten soft. And they, it's like, but that's where I am in life right now. Um, you know, and I just, you know, I was a maniac back in the day. And, and I, you know, I did a lot of things, said a lot of things. And marriage got ruined because of, uh, of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it is what it is. Uh, the CEO of Spotify said they're going to invest $100 million for the licensing, development, and marketing of music and audio content for historically marginalized groups. So I don't know what that means. It's just like, you know, come on, man. You should have been doing that from, from, from the get-go. Uh, Al Sharpton's response when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA. Black LA's only destination for unarmed truth and unconditional love. The time for silence has passed. The time to speak is now. now. At KBLA Talk 1580. We're listening. Not just during Black History Month, but every day of the year. The year. The year. The year.
Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Um, so we're sitting here talking about Joe Rogan and his apology. Um, I really feel that there's somebody trying to hurt Spotify and Joe Rogan. I don't know who. I just, you know, for, for somebody just to have a... You think it's one person who has something out for him? Well, I mean, let's see. Let me see here. Let me see what Spotify... Let's see. I think it's Stitcher. We're going to speculate. Stitcher has a lot of podcasts. Maybe they're not doing very well. So let's let's look at cloud. let's look know. at Spotify's stock price. So Spotify stock price was. You see, we had hit an all time high of, or not an all time high. Let me see if that's is that an all time high? Yeah. So we had an all time high of three sixty four. February nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Right, and so we were at the market's been in correction mode for, <laughs> I want to say, all of last year and, in, and into <laughs> this year. But um, so we, we're going to see October. It got down to 289. Um, we're down to 2. So let's see here. January, we were at 223. And so now we're just continuing to slide here. You know, we went from 223 down to 171.51. So, you know, and down $52 in the past month. Um, I think that's a little bit more than correction. For that, so this may be an attack on Spotify trying to either knock the spot, knock the price down, um, yeah, to knock the knock the price down. Let's see what this is. What doing. if it's somebody within Spotify, a disgruntled worker? Well, there were disgruntled workers inside of Spotify when Joe Rogan first came on about his alleged trans comments, or, or, or I'm not really sure exactly what what that was. Where they were, they were there was pushback on him on that. So it may it it could be somebody inside the company that's going through because he gave his all of his shows yeah. to Spotify, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if there is some type of technology that you might be able to sit there and look look for audio look for look for that you can be like hey scan all these programs and look for words yeah you know so it might be somebody inside the company I don't, I don't know it could be somebody trying to hurt the spot the 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 share price it could also be. Um, Competitors. I mean, there's Tidal, there's Apple, there's you know, there's you know, you just never know. Just a bunch, yeah. You just never know. But for somebody to put together a compilation album of the N word when it comes to Joe Rogan, that's just a little fishy to me. Um, but no, nonetheless, he said what he said, and so you have to kind of pay the price for it. At the end of the day, they talked to Al Sharpen and asked what Joe Rogan needs to do to learn from this whole controversy. Action? Do you think that uh, Mr. Vogan should take moving forward? Well, I think the the apology is good, but the what the apology must come some penance. What is he going to do in terms of his show and in terms of showing that he's sincere? This is not one or two times. This is many times. So all of us have uh, sometimes used slang or used words that we've got years later to apologize and say that wasn't wise. We're not talking about a long time ago and we're not talking about one, two, three, four, five times. We're talking about multiple times using a media outlet. Now, um, are you saying that maybe he should be meeting with like some black leadership, maybe even like yourself? Would you suggest it's maybe not about a meeting? It's about what he would want to do to show the community that he's offended, that he's seriously sorry. Meeting with us is not uh, the answer. Uh, he should decide what he's willing to do. Uh, we're not lonely. We're not looking for a meeting. We're looking for pens. When we've seen people in our community speak wrong, they have had to do things like work with those communities and do things, projects yeah, in those they communities. He, he's not mm-hmm. above that. 
And it, it, what is so troubling with all of this is Spotify seems to be standing by him and would have done nothing about this if NDRE hadn't brought it out. So it wasn't like he came and threw himself on the altar and confessed. He was exposed. Yeah, NDRE did bring bring this up. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very interesting. Um, maybe Joe, maybe this is a perfect podcast that Joe needs to have. You know, the conversation on anywhere. Let's talk about it. You know, I, I think there's an opportunity here that we can sit there and come together and talk. I don't, I don't think doing the whole meeting with Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson or, or any black leaders like that. But let's, ha as a community, have a conversation about council culture, the N word, uh, um, and what's really going on in our society right now. How divided we are. I think that's a great conversation in the podcast. Um, and you know, I don't need to hear no more apologies from Joe Rogan. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I know what the product is, and, and um, uh, it's not a racist product. Otherwise, I wouldn't watch it. He's the Is he the number one podcaster yeah. right now? Yeah, he's, he's number one. Yeah. Who's number two? Uh, I don't know who's number two, but he has a bigger audience watching his podcast uh, every time they drop than people watch cable news, news network shows. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's like 10, 10 million people that are watching the podcast. Obviously, and I'm you know, and isn't even that clips. crazy? That is because I'm trying to wonder. Who, I, I'm going to assume guys, maybe women. I don't know, but I'm no, assuming seventy percent of his audience is, is male. Is male because mm -hmm. I remember Adam Carolla was like one of the top, and then all right. of a sudden I heard Joe Rogan, and I heard the number going back and forth, him. back and it's forth. It's just it's just an authentic, interesting conversation about things like it's a thirst for knowledge. His communication it. style for me is a little too aggressive. Yeah, I I don't love Joe? it. Yeah. Oh, really? uh, yeah, I don't really like the way that he talks. I don't receive information well from him. Maybe that's why men like him. I maybe I mean because I, I don't I don't take anything like that. But we, yeah, we gotta we gotta move forward. Um, strip clubs in L.A. Super Bowl's happening. They on fire. We'll talk about that when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, this is Arkeen calling from Harlem. You know what's weird? What? Ten years ago, if I told you that Spotify would be the number one streaming platform in having to decide whether to pay someone a hundred million dollars a year wouldn't you laugh at me yeah pretty much and even crazier wouldn't you laugh at me if i told you 10 years ago five years ago that the person getting this 100 million dollar a year from spotify a streaming platform that wasn't even around 20 years ago is Joe Rogan, <laughs> and Joe Rogan's the number one dude in broadcasting? That would be nuts, right? It would be nuts. But here we are. Here we are. I mean, it's cra it is crazy, you know. If I told you there was something called Bitcoin, you'd be like, what's that? That's true. So true. <laughs> I wish we could go forward five years from now just so that we can see what's going on and then come back to 2022. <laughs> you and everybody else. I know. Uh, I think five years from now, we're... I think we might be close to being cashless. I could see that. That's what I'm thinking. I want to invest in whatever those like pumps are for people who have electric cars or the oh, recharge stations. Yeah. Because at some point, I believe most cars are going to be electric. And well, we're going to need a lot more stations. That or I would, I would, I would maybe get in on the hydrogen game right now. I think we're going to have a lot of hydrogen cars because it's uh, electricity does burn. 
fossil fuels or does have an impact on the environment. But I think hydrogen produces, produces water vapor. Ooh. And so I think that's going to be the next thing maybe. Um, is, that, is that out? Yeah. There car? are hydrogen cars, but the infrastructure is not there. It's still 10 years away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just like mm-hmm. electric cars are getting there. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, like, the power has to come from somewhere. Right. So where's the power coming from? You know, okay, well, then you charge it. Well, then the power plant's got to make it. You know what I'm saying? So We should go back to horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's what needs to happen. I think, I listen, I think anything clean energy in the future is something to definitely put your money into. Uh, the NFL is coming to Los Angeles this weekend with the Super Bowl this Sunday. Um, before I get into the strip clubs, which are ex- experiencing a wave of people coming through, look what this Philadelphia Eagles safety, his name is Anthony Harris. Did you guys hear the story about Anthony Harris? No, no, I didn't. So I guess this young girl and her mother were fans when Anthony was in Minnesota. I don't know if this was before he went to Philly or whatever. And so they've always stayed and offered him words of encouragement and um, 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 just been fans of his. You know, white couple, he's a black player. Um, And so I guess word got around to him that this family's grandpa and dad died. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I don't know why. Um, but he ended up, and they don't know each other, ended up taking the young girl who's 11 to her daddy-daughter dance. Aww. Right? That's nice. Absolutely amazing. And I'm like, wow, these are more stories that we need to see um, about uh, on a human level. Philadelphia Eagles safety Anthony Harris making magic off the field. He traveled all the way to Texas to make an 11-year-old girl's dreams come true. It all started with brief interactions on social media, but now Harris has a fan for life. The whole week I was just like nervous, and I was like, okay, this is going to be super fun, but I was super nervous. A special day for an 11-year-old girl trying to get through a difficult time. Audrey Soap danced the night away Friday, escorted to her daddy-daughter dance by none other than Eagle safety Anthony Harris. He flew to a suburb near Austin, Texas for the big day. Just trying to be, you know, a human. Trying to take off the helmet, trying to take off the cape of, you know, what I do professionally and just um, show some sympathy for that family and try to show some support there. He was so kind and so sweet um, and just made the entire night absolutely magical for her. Her mom, who grew up in Minnesota, has been a Harris fan since his days with the Vikings. Naturally, Audrey became a huge fan as well. The family would often reach out to him on social media, offering words of encouragement. Asking if I need any prayers through transitions. And it was really just them opening their arms and, you know, just following my career that I decided, hey, like, let me just take a little bit of notice on what's going on. As the dance approached, mom thought, why not reach out to her favorite athlete once again? The sixth grader suddenly lost her father last year, and after that, her grandfather to lung cancer. Since the Eagles season had ended, Harris was able to fill in, treating Audrey to her dream dress, shoes, makeup, the works. A normal player would probably be like, like, I really don't have time for this. Like, I have to be focused for either next season or, like, the playoffs. But he, like, took time off of his schedule to take me. So that was pretty, that was really special. They talked about life, enjoyed games at the family's church, and made lasting memories. Harris also learned a few things while dancing the night away. You got to cherish these moments. Um, You never know um, how long we have here on this earth. Uh, So you really got to just, you know, the people that you care about and the people that you love, show support for them a role model on and off the field 
Aaron Baskerville, NBC 10 News. It uh, broke my heart. Number one, she lost grandpa and her dad. Uh, mm -hmm. It also was amazing that he took time out of her schedule to treat her. Uh, he got her makeup done, um, took her to the dance, danced the night away with her. Um, and it just shows the humanity that we have as human beings and that we're not all that different, mm -hmm. that we all can relate to each other. And um, I just want to commend Anthony, um, Anthony Harris for doing something so amazing, something that he did not have to do. Um, but recognizing that um, there was a family out there who could use a little love, and he stepped in to kind of fill those shoes in, in that moment, and that's that's beautiful. Selfless, Se very selfless I act. Love that. Man, come on, now. absolutely yeah. selfless. And we've got to talk about that more too. On the other side of cancel culture mm -hmm. and just talking about people who are saying and doing things that are offensive, mm -hmm. I understand wanting to call it out. But sometimes it feels like we bring them more attention and they mm -hmm. get more fame. So why not give people attention who actually do great things instead? I, I agree. I agree. I love that story. Me too. Yeah, it's a, a very beautiful story. So shouts out to to, to Anthony Harris. Um, and I hope that little girl and her family had a, had a great time. And, uh, you know, just to fly all the way from, I mean, I don't know where he lives. But I'm assuming he lives in Philly because he's playing for the Eagles uh, to Texas to sit there and spend some time. I mean. You know, I, I wouldn't step foot in the state of Texas. Not that anything's wrong with that, but it's just, you know, <laughs> a lot of bad experiences out there. Like, hey, you are, uh, can we do this virtually? You know, I'm like, you know. <laughs> All right, strippers, are, are they going to make a ton of money? We'll talk about that um, during Super Bowl weekend when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Let us give you a word of Let advice. Let us give you a word of advice. Always, Always bet, bet on, on black, 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 unapologetically progressive, unapologetically black, black. KBLA Talk 1580. Visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Be heard. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Um, bands make her dance. Bands make her dance. Bands make her dance. Bands will 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 make her dance. All these cheeks popping, popping. I'm just popping bands. Bands will make her dance. Bands will make her dance. These cheeks clapping. And they. I love this song. Me too. Bands will make her dance. All right, so they're saying LA strip clubs are expecting a huge. A huge shower um, in, in, or a huge, I guess, increase of people coming in. I believe it's going to be a madhouse in the build up to the big game. Seventh Vale, one of the hottest strip clubs in, in the Hollywood area, says it's seen it before. Um, Leo Benacourt says it happened when NBA All Star Games came to LA back in 2018. We had 40 girls a night when we had the All-Star game a couple of years back. We were super packed. I'm not, I've only been to one or two strip clubs here in L.A. It's not, not a thing anymore. I, I was going to ask you, is it a thing? You know, strip clubs, and I don't know if I'm just not in the age group to go to strip clubs, because I've been and I've worked in strip clubs before. Um, They're very expensive here. Really? Yeah, I mean, oh like a dance is like 20 or 40 bucks. And then, and then they're weird depending on, like some strip clubs, like you can... They're either all nude, and then you they don't serve alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then if they serve alcohol, then they're like bikini bars. I I don't know. I maybe I didn't go to the right strip club. I don't know. I pass by Deja Vu a lot, and I don't see 
uh, the parking lot really packed. packed. It used where to is, be packed. Where is that? I passed by the Deja Vu in downtown. Oh. And I've gotten off the freeway just to yeah. kind of see, like, is it? Because every time I pass oh, by it, Vu, it just yeah. it just doesn't look, you know. So I pass by just to see if it's packed. And every time I pass by yeah. it, there's cars, but not as many cars as I used to see. Yeah, when I worked for Kayla Sex, one of our band hits we used to go do was Spearmint Rhino. Yeah, what happened to that place? I don't, I don't know if Spearmint Rhino is even open anymore. I, I don't even know. There I'm, used to be a one in Orange County called Captain Creams that was Captain very Creams. popular. Yeah, I um, I strip clubs in LA. It's just not a thing. I, I I don't I don't. Or is it, Andy? Do you know? What what that that's over here, right? Is that is that is that is that on? That's La Brea and Sunset. Crazy. I've girls. seen that. I've seen it's by the one ten. I mean by the one o five. No. Sort of kind of no. No. Where where La Brea and Sunset. Oh, Le- oh no, that's north. That's north. North, yes. Oh, crazy girl. Oh, I've seen the sign. Now that, that spot one. right there. Yeah. Now, do they have? Is it like? Is it the bar and? Uh... It's bar. You can get a. You can get some food, some food. It's a little bit expensive, but it's well worth it. Yeah, it's I... just like a music video up in there. Wow. Oh wow! Facts. What, what kind of music? Are they video? spinning around like they're doing the whole thing? Where they're at they're the not top? doing that. They're not okay. doing that. But it, it's it's. You ask what type of music they play? Yeah, or know what type of music video is it like? Like a hip hop music video. What, what is it called again? Crazy Girls. Crazy Girls. Now, mind you, I think that was just the particular day that I went. It was a Saturday night. So it was a lot of black people. I mean, it, it looked like a straight music video up in there. Probably my best experience at a strip club because I'm not a big strip club guy myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed myself there. What's the, the song where they take the credit card and swipe it down? Tip Drill. Yeah, tip, tip Drill. Is it like that? Absolutely. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Interesting. But that was a couple years ago. So uh, ain't no telling, especially with COVID now, ain't no telling how it is now. Yeah, I lived on the west side and there was um what was that one? It was on Pico. It's gone now. They they tore it down. It was um Golly. Pico on what? Pico by Sautel. Cause there's two over there. There there was one that was right on the corner like of Gateway and Pico. Um, and then there's Plan B, which is down the street. But these are like bikini bars, mm-hmm. which are kind of like, what's the point? I guess if you just want pretty girls and you just want to grab a drink, you know. Is it kind of like Hooters? No, no. Hooters are just dressed up serving your food. These girls are on stage dancing. Another Club, good pa- one Paradise? is Sam's. Sam's Hoff Bra. That's another good one. Let's see here. Uh, I've heard of that one. Uh, you should see this one. It, it, Fantasy Islands is, is what it was called. Fantasy Islands. It was on. It was on. It, they closed down though. So when my girlfriend were we were breaking up like just a decade ago, she wanted to go to these things, and so we went. Why know. did she want to go? Just to have some new experience? She just probably knew I would do anything to try to save our relationship, and so she wanted to go. And she did like two dances, and and like you know, she's like the girls like you want another dance, and like okay, and then she comes out of the back room because I don't get to go back there. She's getting the dance. And then it's like, yeah, you owe owe her eighty dollars. I'm like, what? Eighty dollars? What's the purpose of the dance? That's for some girls, it turns them on. You know, it's. I think some women also they know that it turns men on if they get a dance. Well, see, here's the problem. Uh, Here's the problem I have with strip clubs. It's a lesson in futility. Like. Are you going home with me tonight, or like, what, what, like, what's the? What, I'm just giving you money for you to dance. Yeah, what, I've got things to do with my money. But it seems more than a dance. It seems almost like, a, you know, intimacy with the man's clothes on. So, I mean, I've heard that some of the women, um, 
can be really, really, really scantily dressed if you well, do yeah. that. Well, I mean, some of them are, are naked. Are they naked? Yeah, but I'm like, what's the point, though? What's the For me, can, what's the purpose? Can you touch them if they're naked or hands to yourself while they dance? I mean, I think, you know, I mean, if you go in the back and get a private dance, I'm pretty sure you can. But I'm like, once again, what's the purpose? Like, what are we doing? And then on top of that, you know, they're in a hot club. They're sweaty. Some of them, they smell good. You know what I'm saying? But, but like, some of them are like, oh, I can tell you've been dancing all night long. It's like, ah. So I'm paying you money. We're not doing anything. And you're just going to dance and make me frustrated? Well, I'm going to a Bridgerton ball <laughs> for my sister's birthday. And that costs money. And what is it? It's a Bridgerton ball. You and this Bridgerton, I tell and you. I'm really what excited about it. It's it's like the show Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're having a ball in L.A. where you get all dressed up and there's dancing. People dance and they have drinks and there's music. Oh, wow. And I'm paying for that and I don't get to touch them. So I, I feel like it's pretty normal to go to a performance. You don't get to touch people. Well, so listen, and, and just not to let the ladies know, there is a club for... Let me let me play this. Uh, uh, what is it? I saw this. I was like, okay, this this sounds like. Let's see here if I can, if I can play it. Because I I think ladies may get more turned on than 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 the men. Oh crap! Here we go. I don't know what happened there. Let's see here. So here's the here's the commercial for the for the men's. It's called Ho- the Hollywood Men. Oh, yeah, of Southern California. If you're planning a birthday, a bachelorette party, or just a night out with the girls, LA's number Would one like ladies' that? night is at the Hollywood Men. Really. For all performance information, check out our packages at hwmen.com. Absolutely did, not. Did you hear that? Did you hear? Check out our packages at, at what you call it? Like, that's uh, not my never thing. Settle for less than the best I would like to go just to explore, just you to would. see what's going on. I, I, I'm just to go see what's going I'm on. I'm curious. I I'm like definitely not interested in. You know what I know? No. A bunch of beefed up guys Mm-mm. and sweating all over you. Uh, look, I'm old fashioned when it comes to that. I don't want the guy to be doing all the let dancing me t- let me around. Tell you something. I don't want a guy to give me a lap dance. I don't want any of that. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't want look that. that. Look at how that woman is in, in love with this guy right here. He's he's like, oh my god. Like different strokes for different folks. Um, that's not. Listen, you know, you broke the mic. Yeah. It's not me. It's just <laughs> not her. It just yeah, literally just thank fell you. off. Thank you for standing up for me, Krista. <laughs> no, it literally just fell off. Right? I'm just sitting here. Mind my own business. I have. Uh, so I used to host these ladies' night things, which I try to get going on out here because women come out to these things. Oh yeah. Um, and they it gets a little it gets a little crazy. I, more, I've seen wilder things. When the women go out for ladies' night with the male strippers, yeah, then the men with the female. Strippers. I can imagine that because I'm like, what is going on here? What is like? Could okay, you please host one. I'd like to go and check it out. I tr- I was trying to so I was trying to work with um who was I trying to work with? I was trying to work with Jonathan DeVoe. I I was trying to pitch him about doing one at the Savoy in Inglewood. I was like, yo, this is perfect, you know, but like like a Tuesday night or something like that. And then he was just like, um, what did he say? He he, because the venue's big enough, and he was just like he didn't want to get in trouble with the P- police department or the, or the, the the city or anything like that. You know, I mean, he's got a certain clientele. He's got that place. You know, I was like, it'd have been perfect. There is nothing like this in this area. Right. Women love this type of stuff. Um, and then it'd be perfect to do it. He didn't want to do it. I know Vivica Fox tried to do the mail review. Um, um, they invited me and my other co-hosts out one night to go because they were filming the show. Yeah. Um, I forgot the name of that show they were filming, um, and we went out there because she actually filmed the show with the with the male strippers, and then they actually did a tour um, around the around the country, and the women came out for it. 
Yeah, huh. I saw dollar signs. I was like, you know, this is, you know, you, you guys are you guys are crazy when it comes to this stuff. So I, I'm just, I'm not about it. You, you, you and the, the poet never uh, like no. role play like. No, that's not my thing. It doesn't turn me on. Nothing about that turns me on. To your point too about the strip club, to me it feels like fantasy. I know mm-hmm. it's real. If I'm gonna go in a fantasy world, I might as well read Harry Potter. I, it, <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I just I never got it. So I like I've worked at strip clubs. So they used when I worked in radio in in, in Texas, they used to hire us to do broadcasts out there. And so I would be out there, and it was cool because you get free drinks or whatever. And it was, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was like. Well, I went to um, strip clubs with one of the other stations that I work for, and I will say that um, I remember the first time I went, I was really uncomfortable and very embarrassed. But I gave all the women credit for getting up there and it takes being a certain type of woman naked, and it it just was really uncomfortable for me personally to see. You're like one cough away from doing adult film. Yeah, really. You know, just like really one cough, like, hmm, let me see. Because, I mean, you're taking your clothes off anyway. You might yeah. as well, like, you know. I got tricked into going to a strip club once when really? I was in D.C. Because it was my friend's birthday, and she said we were going to go out, but she didn't tell us exactly what we were going to do. Was it uncomfortable? Or? I just didn't enjoy it. I'm not prude. I didn't think it was uncomfortable. I was like, okay, some of these women have nice bodies. You know, and D.C., I think the rules are a little bit different because they were in people's face. Like, their privates were in people's yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. It, it all depends on where you go. Um, I just, you know, to, and, and, and then also the strip club is a status symbol if you got money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they'll they'll either, you know, if you got, like, money. It's like buying the expensive bottle of champagne. It ain't nothing if you got it. You know what I'm saying? The, the club, you know, they got ones. And you just go ahead and throw them, throw them, make it rain in the strip club. You know, and these these women, you know, they get in there and do that thing. I don't I don't get, I get it's quick money. Mm-hmm. And it's just maybe 43-year-old Don speaking. I think you can make more money doing better things, but... Then again, if this is what you know, and you, God gave you your assets, and you can you know shake well, what your mama gave people you. People get to choose. To your point, everybody gets to decide. But there is a part of me that just wants to sit down with every woman. And <laughs> I just want to ask: Is this really what you want to do, or is this a, a job that you feel like you were forced into? Do you feel safe? Do you have other aspirations? Has anybody spoken life into you and told you all the other things that you could be mm. good at too? Just so that it's. You know that for a woman, she's making a conscious choice Mm -hmm. and not feeling like she's doing it because she has to be there. She has no other options. Where were you in the 90s, Kiara, when a lot of women could have used you? Because I know that I on one of the the shows that I used to produce, I used to book a lot of um, women that were porn stars and strippers. And I could say, I remember this one porn star, she was Brazilian, and she made it very clear she liked women, but her pornography was not with women it was with men Mm. she was a single mom it was an easy way to make money but she also unfortunately had you know a drug a drug issue like so we knew that but the the strippers that we we uh, interviewed most of them were college students easy way to make money some of them um you know uh single moms easy way to make money they could be home with their kids during the day Get the babysitter or grandma at night. Make tons of money. That's what that's what I only See, knew in the nineties. It's it's so interesting because I was talking to a friend recently who has done some stripping, and she said something that I thought was fascinating because she's very sex positive, mm-hmm. body positive, but she said no woman strips because she wants to, mm-hmm. and I, that I just, think they all yeah, want to. Yeah, I was to. gonna say it took me back a little bit 
and I can, again, I do believe that there are probably a lot of women who feel like they have no other options, but we're also living in a time where women are taking ownership of their bodies. And, you know, you look at someone like Cardi B and she says that she's, she, I think she sees herself as very feminist. Like I'm controlling the narrative. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, huh, is that a true statement? No woman strips because they want to. And that was just her perspective. Yeah. But I think that might be true. If you heard Cardi B's story about stripping, first of all, she talked about her intellect, that she felt she was dumb. Uh, number two, it was an easy way to make lots of money that she needed, You know, especially because she was pursuing this career. So that was a good way to meet people and to make money so she could pay for, you know, get her album off, you know, get, get, get it, you know, rolling and stuff. I mean, better than working at like a McDonald's. I can yeah. see you, Kiara goes into the strip club. Hey, Candy. Hi. Can I introduce you to somebody? Who? Uh, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he can save you. No, I'm not pushy. I wouldn't do that. I would probably just ask questions like, oh, how long have you been working here? Is this always what you wanted to do, or did you have other aspirations? I, listen, I can, th- those girls are so slick that you're going to be on amateur night one day. They're they going to talk you into That's how slick they are. Well, come on. Let's do it. Come on. Just trying to make you know, friends. We, no judgment. Kiara, we got Harry Potter night here if you want to come and dance. Mm, that might entice <laughs> me a little bit. Like, can I dress up like Hermione? Yes, you just got to dress off. You oh, to no, get off. See, I'm not doing that. It's a strip club. I'm not going to be naked. Nobody's, nobody's coming. Well, you can wear like a, you know, a nice little teddy outfit or something like that. Mm. You know, you, come on now. One more chance, one more dance for the onstage romance. Kiara to the stage. <laughs> yeah, all on perfect row. Let's swing it big, swing it low. Everyone would be really disappointed. <laughs> Listen, I, I commend those girls. Make all the money that you can if there's money out there to be made. Um... Wow, they are really going after Howard Stern and uh, Joe Rogan. They have more more footage of Joe Rogan and Howard Stern at Blackface Services. That's hilarious. Uh, more of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. 